who creates upbeat dancehall music. He's eager to show the music industry and fans alike that he has more to offer. He's part of the LGBTQ plus community and works for a nonprofit. And heads up, this is a pretty deep interview and there are definitely some lessons to learn from listening. Introducing Sari Savvy. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm with a very special guest, the one and only, Sari Savvy. That's me. I got it right. Yeah, you did. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. You said it not. You said it right, not just once, but twice. Yes, I am. <laughs> like, I just had my first like professional video interview. Unfortunately, mm. they couldn't be here today. Oh, that's okay. But it was like the the clip, like the um, promo clip, is like my introduction. And I like, I just destroyed both the people's names. Oh and no! And I was like, okay, but it's fine. So then, like in my post, I was like, just beware. I'm awful at pronouncing people's names. <laughs> <laughs> well, you 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 killed it with mine. Thank you. So, I, I really yeah. appreciate. It. So, is Sarah, your first name, or is it both like a stage name, or? Uh, so it's my real name. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, and um, so I'm I'm Cambodian. Yeah. So, uh. I don't really know like what is the inspiration behind it, but um, you know, I'm just like I don't know anybody else with this name. Yeah. This name is so unique, so I'm just gonna use it as my stage name. Oh, yeah. Um, both of my parents are are Cambodian, and so uh, they named they named all of us really weird. <laughs> to be honest, and I love you, mom, but uh, I don't know where you came up with these names. Like, <laughs> I don't. But I'm I'm happy with my name. Yes. Yeah. So is Savvy your last name then? Or yeah. Th- what? That's Savvy is my last name. Yeah. But I I don't have the same last name as anybody in my family. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm the last Savvy in the family. How does that work? Um. You know what? My last name is my mom's first name, and her last name is my grandpa's first name. 
it's really weird. That's how it works in the family. But like my sisters on my mom's side and my brother on my mom's side, they all have the same dad. So they all have the same last name. Got it. But even my dad doesn't have the same last name as me. Wait, is it, so is it, is it like Mandarin where your first name, your last name goes first and then you're... Yeah, okay. it's, it's kind of similar to that. Um, you know, but I don't, I don't really know like much about it, I guess, because there's like um, my my mom and I, you know, we, we didn't really see each other mm. that much, even though we lived in the same household, but we were always just doing our own thing. So, yeah, yeah. That's what strikes white people today. Having, uh, having, having the nannies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, you know, to, it's, it's crazy how you can live together. And like, it's like, you would expect that, you know, it's obvious that you yeah. see each other all the time, which we do, mm-hmm. but it's like, we don't really communicate. But it's weird. That's like, that's a important, you need a support system. Family. Yeah. Is really important. And I don't think even me, a lot of people growing up, they don't really appreciate family until yeah. you need them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think that it's just, um, I feel like it's just different, you know, for everybody. I mean, I know everybody around me is very close. Like my husband that you just mm-hmm. met, like he's really close to his family. And it's so right. I get very envious of that because, you know, every family has issues. Mm-hmm. And so, everyone. Everyone. So um, my family is no different. And I think like the way that I handle it to some people is wrong. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's just like sometimes you just need, you know, right. you kind of need to with any relationship, not just like romantically, you just kind of have to like separate yourself for a little bit. Yeah. So. Like for my last year of high school, I literally lived with like three different families because I had like a falling out with my family. Oh, really? And that just showed me how different families are. Yeah. And I was like, because I ended up living with like for the, I live with my family and then I live with my two other like best friends families for different yeah. periods of times yeah and i was like i'd always think wow they must have a perfect family and yeah. one of them kind of did but still <laughs> <laughs> but still you see like how everyone's family dynamic is different and, and like it's not putting on a face but everyone on the outside everyone's family kind of looks perfect in a yeah, sense right but i don't know I don't, yeah, you're right. And I think the difference between me and those people is that I'm very blunt and I'm very, I think like the way that I feel about individuals is it's very transparent. Mm. So I don't hide how I feel. And it's really difficult for me to do that sometimes because there's certain environments where you, you know, you have to just be like neutral. And I don't know why. It's just really hard for me to do that when right. I feel certain types of way. But I think that's for artists. Artists are really passionate people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's a, uh, it's like um, it, it's a very difficult family is very difficult, you know. Like every family is is very difficult. And my my family being that you know we're Cambodian and like we didn't really everyone that I grew up with we all separated. Um, I don't keep in contact with any of the people that I grew up with, mm. um, except for like people in high school. But like I, I go to like. Cambodian New Year and things like that in April but like at a certain point when everyone kind of separated all of that tradition kind of stopped right um but you know it doesn't change my mind about you know my culture or anything like I'm still obsessed with who I am Mm -hmm. and obsessed with my culture and I like thank God for my parents you know um no matter what our relationship is Mm -hmm. um but you're right I think it does put in perspective to things in perspective right you know when you don't spend a lot of time with them so 
I wholeheartedly agree with that yeah. statement. <laughs> is culture important to you? And do you think Seattle as a whole is open to culture? Because like, it's like everyone says Seattle is like a melting pot. Kind of. Yeah. I've heard you say that a couple times yeah. in some of your past <laughs> interviews. Um, but I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially growing up in like South King County, it's definitely like there are so many different types of people and like the school that I went to evergreen, you know, it's just like, it's, it's really, un, it's, there's not a lot of white people <laughs> evergreen. So, um, except for like the teachers, but the students, like a lot of my friends are from all over yeah. and it's, it's really crazy to see how like different we are, but at the same time, how similar we are. Yes. And it's like, for some reason it just works like, mm. um, and you learn a lot growing up in an environment like that. Um, so I'm, I'm really thankful for that upbringing. You yes. know, it teaches you a lot of things about people. So, but yeah, I agree with that. It's, um, it's kind of a crazy culture mm-hmm. here to me. Um, and, um, over the past couple of years, I mean, like I said, you know, I don't really come here that often, like I said, um, before we started this, but like when I am here it everyone's kind of like doing their own thing, like no one yeah. really pays attention. I've noticed that. Um, and so I'm kind of, I've kind of adapt, like adapted to that culture. All so right. like when I'm here, I'm kind of like, I don't really pay mind. Like when people say hi to me, it's just, I don't know why I just kind of just uh-huh. awkwardly yeah. keep going. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like how do I make conversation with the stranger that's saying hi to me on the sidewalk? I don't know. Like that's how awkward I am yeah. sometimes. I was with an artist yesterday and I'll just say it, Nestra. And we were just, we were like in West Seattle getting teriyaki. And, these, and there's just like these kids and they're like looking at him. He's like, why are you looking at me? I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. That's how it is. You know, so I get really paranoid. Like I just don't look yeah. at anybody, just look at the floor when you're walking. <laughs> I, it was weird for me because like in high school, like I had friends and everything, but I always, for some reason... If I was going out in public or something, I was like, that would be so awkward if I just run into someone from high school while I was in high school. And then <laughs> I was like, now now I'm like, wait, all everyone from like Mercer Island basically is always at UW or they're like out of the state. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, no one really knows me. And I feel like I, I feel I kinda like that though. <laughs> yeah. So, I I like that too, which is why I moved. Yeah, where'd you move from? So I mean, because I I lived in White Center. Mm-hmm. I lived in White Center for twenty one years. Oh wow! Yeah, how old are you? I'm turning twenty four Sunday. Ooh, yeah, that's exciting. N- not really. You know why it's exciting? Why is it exciting? Because Sundays are the only days in Seattle that there's free parking. They just true. changed that. That's true. But my husband's not off that day. Ah, tired. Yeah. I I spent a lot of holidays alone. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I, I I'm sorry. I know that sounds really like depressing, but <laughs> I I actually don't mind. Not, um, I don't mind. My, my family loves holidays, so yeah, mine mine does too. And so like, but I don't know. I guess when I moved out, and like we started adapting to like living on our own, mm. um, for the first time together as a couple, we just had to rearrange our priorities, mm. and so it's become to the point where we are both completely independent mm. and so we do almost everything separately which is really crazy 
That sounds sad. It, it does sound sad. <laughs> it does sound sad. And um, that's why that's why I say like I I'm different than a lot of the people that I know in a sense where they're kind of like all they all agree with each other on like anything from like politics to like relationships and things like that. And then when it comes to me, I'm always the black sheep that like ruins it for them. Oh no! I don't mean to do that on purpose. It's just like you know I think um you know I just uh I guess I had to grow up faster. Right. Than a lot of my peers, so uh, like relationships and things like that. Like I've gained a different perspective, mm-hmm. um, and I've gained a different perspective on living life. And like, so like, whenever my classmates used to complain about you know not getting like the new phone, new iPhone or something like that, like that always bothered me because I'm just like, you know, you should live in the spirit of like gratitude for what you have already. Right. Um, but that's just me. That's just me being the preacher that I was in middle school. Mm. I was preaching in middle school already. I kind of see that though. Like, like for my last year of high school, like what I wanted to do was just like get out of high school. So like prom and all that stuff was. Yeah. I was like, that is overall that's not really important. I didn't like. <laughs> that's why like I was in a rush to find a job. But like, like the universe like gave me like a position at the station. Yeah. And I was like, so I already have a job. I actually really love while in high school and other people are working like Baskin Robbins or something. Yeah. But I'm still in high school. How, how, how can I just get out of high school? So, you know, I was like, that's so crazy. Tunnels, yeah. tu- tunnel vision. Right. And it like, that's just so crazy. When you told me that <laughs> you were just 18, I was just like, and he's already doing all of these things. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I feel like that really, that really inspired me. Yeah. It's, it's cause it's like, I I want to surround myself with people who kind of have that same mm-hmm. ambition and like motivation. So when I heard that, I was like, "Oh, he's perfect!" Like I have to right. talk to him because right. he knows what he's doing. Yes. <laughs> my favorite idol of all time right now is Joe Rogan, and I watch him. <laughs> I watch him every single episode he drops. I listen to it. Joe Rogan. And yeah. what? With one thing I've learned from him. Well, this is a side note, and then I'll get to the main point. The side <laughs> note is that he's big enough to the point like he already has like a theme his theme overall is like jujitsu but like he brings in like scientists and stuff like that and like he'll realize when he can bring jujitsu into the topic and when he can't like for me i wouldn't be talking about hip-hop if i had like a scientist in but Mm. overall people know i'm a hip-hop guy right so what he ended up doing was making a side podcast within his podcast so that's that's something Mm. like i'm taking away i'm like okay so I can focus on even deeper topics if I want, something that I'm really right. focused on. And because I'm starting to gain an audience in this section, right. I can gain an audience in this section also. Yeah. But the main thing I've taken away from him is he's like, the peop- the most creative and successful people are people who <laughs> had messed up childhoods yeah. in a way. <laughs> no, that is, that is so true. That is like to the T. Yeah, I really believe in that because <laughs> I've just heard so many stories of people who come from really bad environments and they always make it. Like yeah. I don't, I don't know one single person in my life who hasn't really accomplished their goals coming from the same environment that I have. Right. Um, I mean, of course, like all of my friends had. Um, I mean, most of them had kind of come from a better place mm-hmm. than me, and. Um, but it, it's good because you just give each other, you put a lot of things in retrospect for each other. Right. So, but I mean, I, I haven't heard that name Joe Rogan in a long time. Oh, he's I've my, heard he's that my, name. He's my idol, man. And you know who, 
And then sometimes Joe Rogan kind of he's a really fun guy, but sometimes he gets too deep of topics. So I'm like, <laughs> I I like him a lot, and he's really an open minded guy. But sometimes I get too into Joe Rogan. So I just found out that, and I never even watched his show before this or anything. But Conan has a podcast, so I've been listening to Conan. O- Conan I've been listening to Conan O'Brien's podcast now, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the funniest thing ever because it's so light. Yeah, it's so good. It's like lighthearted, but also he sometimes talks about deep things too. But oh, it's fun. Where have I been? It's I might so be living under fun. It's called Conan Needs Friends, and then he'll bring on like oh my gosh, r- like all these fun people. <laughs> It's really fun. Oh but <laughs> Conan, you and I both need friends, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but the thing that I've noticed about your music, and after you said like about your family a little bit, yeah. it seems like with your music, it's all kind of like upbeat. So yeah. is that is that your a way to express yourself and try to like connect people in a sense? Or, um, so I don't. Mm, I'm really happy you brought that up because I never usually get to talk about that. But it's like um, it's like a mask. Mm. For sure, because I feel like what I have to say about some of the things that I've been through, I just feel like I am not there, hmm. um, like mentally. Because I, I think that some of the things that I've been through, like, and not just like by myself, but with my family, I feel like it's a lot to kind of digest. And I feel like even though it's been years, I think that there's still that effect of like, this like feeling where it kind of comes up in the back of your mind every now and then. So like, I mean, there's times where I do write sad songs and I'm just like, I want to release it, but I, I'm just like, I think about the future and like, will I be able to like perform this and like be okay? I see that you do it in an upbeat way. Like sometimes you'll have like actually topics in your songs, but it's like the most upbeat, like I'm a Barbie girl type (laughs) (laughs) music. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh shit, there's actually topics to this as well. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people, in the industry that I've met before um, have told me to stop doing that Mm. because they're just like, when it comes to fun songs, people just only care usually about the production. Hmm. And as long as the words are simple, then it's fine. So, and they told me to save all of the deep stuff for like more ballads and stuff like that. But I mean, if you listen to my music, you know, I'm not really a ballad person. Mm -mm. Um, I don't have that kind of vocal stamina to, to do that kind of music, but like, um, it, I mean, I'm I'm kind of okay with that right. because I I think that I'm getting there mm-hmm. to the point where I could talk about it. So, which brings us to the EP. Ooh. That's when I finally start being like talking about the things I've always wanted to say, but mm-hmm. was too afraid to right say. And I actually really love your features too. I'm always Thanks. like I'm like oh shit how like in it, it's weird because like some people have features. Especially like in hip hop, yeah. sometimes the feature just makes no sense with the song at all. It but but it's you're like, oh shoot, this guy. Oh shoot. <laughs> like sometimes like an artist, a big artist, will bring on another big artist. I'm like, wow, they're collaborating. But yeah. sometimes you can sometimes tell when it's like, it's just like they just emailed that person that oh or anything like that. You know. Oh man. Which is like you t- you could tell they're not in the studio together or anything like that. Yeah. But like no. yeah. But for your music, when like you bring in another artist. It's like like it's it's like when it's like the climax and it's like the tempo changes or something. Yeah. And I think that's really fun. Yeah, I love collaborations. Yes. I love doing features. And I think um that that is like a really understated thing for a lot of my musician friends especially cuz I mean, yeah, I know that I mean, I don't really put out a lot of solo music. I know that's a problem, but I think 
while I'm working on owning my craft, I want to put out something. Yeah. And with features, it can't just be like what you said. Like it can't be like a transactional thing. Mm-hmm. I have to build genuine relationships with people, yeah. and sometimes that can happen in months. Sometimes that can happen in years. It just depends. Yeah. Um, and so, but like my collaborations too. Most of the time, they're not here. Mm. So they're international. Right. So I I have a really hard time getting work here, right? Really hard time. But it's weird too because everyone says, like I said, it's like a melting pot. But yeah. it's weird. It's a weird melting pot. Yeah, it is weird. And I think it's because, like, when I first signed a record deal when I was younger, um, I was so used to doing pop music, and like, I never wanted to do pop music strictly. Like, cause my, my family, I mean, I grew up around traditional Cambodian music, but like my sister, who's also a singer, by the way, my whole family sings. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but like my sister who is like, she was supposed to be the one, you mm-hmm. know, to like put us on the map. Right. <laughs> um, and then like she gave birth and all that stuff. So like she had to, you know, reorganize her, her life and her priorities. But like she listens to R&B. Mm-hmm. So I grew up on R&B. I grew up on Aaliyah and Timbaland and right. TLC. So like, that's the type of music that I want to do. TLC. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up on that kind of music. And like, same thing with rap. I grew up on a lot of rap. And mm. like when people, uh, when I approach like, or when I go into these meetings with like different music execs and I tell them I want to do R&B rap music, they're like, you you? <laughs> you want to do rap music? Like yeah. you don't even have the look, the voice. And I'm just like, well, Never judge a book by its cover. Do you think you got put in a box then? or And if you yeah. are, are you trying to get out of that? or Yeah. It's so difficult breaking out of that box mm. because I feel like now I'm known for dance music. People mm. know me as not really a pop artist no more. They know me as like a deep house singer because mm. a lot the most recent collaborations I've done are dance music, except for the one I did with this guy named Frankie. It's more of a dance hall song, but see, I nailed it, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which, by the way, it, that song, I, it was never intended to be dance hall in the the beginning. I kind of just like was listening to different music from different cultures and just got inspired. But um, yeah, so, you got Spanish people in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to break out of it, but the, the big problem with that is that it's trying to transition all of the people who already know me as a dance artist to this. R&B world because a lot of them don't like it a lot of producers that I work with don't like R&B music hmm. so it's really Find hard to producers. yeah <laughs> well I mean well no I love all of them I love all of them I do it's just like um I think it's it's just really hard because I feel like dance music it's just easier for me only because there's more opportunities for me um in a lot of broader places and with oh, yeah, yeah. you know and so like that's not really our thing here in the U.S. Mm. Um, I mean, we have like, I mean, we, we do have some EDM artists and some dance artists, but I feel like in Europe, it's such, it's such a huge thing. Yes. Um, and for me, I was a little bit nervous doing dance music because I'm just like, well, if it's bigger in Europe, why am I doing it if that means there's more competition? Why don't I just get blocked out, right. you know? But um, I was really lucky. I bumped into some big people who have, (laughs) I I bumped into people who have big connections. Right. So I got really lucky, you know, and um, it's all because of the power of social media. Yeah. So do you, have you been able to travel because of the type of music you make? You know what? I haven't traveled. What? 
Yeah. Like, I've never been to California. Never been to Cali. Where are these music execs and stuff then? Are they in Seattle? or they, they? Well, so a lot of the people that I... So how I met that music... Ex, one of the music execs who signed me at first was because when I was younger, I didn't know any better. Okay? Mm-hmm. And this is a story that a lot of people don't know. Okay, tell but it. <laughs> I... Uh, I used to find work on Craigslist oh, yeah. when I was younger. And so every now and then there's like record labels mm-hmm. who post. And so I like replied to a posting. Yeah. And uh, that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. <laughs> that was the beginning of a very short term career, <laughs> like contract. <laughs> but that's how that happened. But um, things didn't work out. The company ended up going under, but the person, the CEO, he saw a lot of potential in me. And he's like, I don't want you to to feel, because I think at that time I was like 14. What? You got signed at 14? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was just like, there's a lot of <laughs> potential in you, and I don't want this experience to like knock that down for you. Yeah. Um, and my mom and my, basically, at that time, we were, we were struggling a lot. Right. Um, and... Like my mom told me when that happened that maybe I shouldn't do it. Like maybe I should, you know, like she, she grew up very traditional. So she's like, I want you to grow up to be like a doctor or like a lawyer. Yeah. And so she's one of those. And, um, you know, she, but I, I like begged her. I was just like, this is what I want to do. Like for the rest of my life. Like since I was nine. I want to do this. And I didn't want to sing at first, in fact. In fact, I wanted to be a video game like designer. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, because I was obsessed with the PS1. Okay. So I like was, I mean, I'm obsessed with like Final Fantasy. Yeah, and the newest one's really good. Yeah. The graphics are Yeah. Insane. So I wanted to do that. And then when they put me in choir, I moved schools. And in third grade, I was put in choir for the first time. And my choir direct me, uh, director told me that, hey, you can sing. <laughs> Like, I don't know if you know that, but like you, you know, like I want you to do this and this and that. So by the time you know it, I'm like getting all these solos in choir. And um, when I went home, I would tell my family about it. They would come to my concerts and they're like, wow, you do have something. But like, you know, just like with any other industry person I've met in my whole life, like a lot of them have a lot of negative criticism and a lot of negative things to say, like, oh, it's one in a million chance that you'll ever actually make it. So it's not constructive even. Right. It's, like... it's kind of like degrading, yeah. you know, your character. And um, But I think my mom, a lot of people kind of took what she said to me wrong whenever yeah. I would talk to my friends and be like, yeah, my mom doesn't want me to do music. I think, like, for my mom, it's like she had very pure intentions. Mm-hmm. I think it just came out wrong. Right. So, but you know, either way, I didn't listen to her because right. I'm, I mean, I'm here. So, mm. <laughs> this is really off topic, but I like your hairline for some reason. I just wanted thanks. To, I've been staring at it, I don't know why, but <laughs> I'm super cheap. The person who did my hair is a friend, <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, I cut out the middleman too. I found um, Ace Hardware Store, they randomly had some what? really nice clippers, and they're like 21 bucks. And it's like a it has like 12 different um, add on things, you know. So that's what uh, I that's what I've been using. It looks it looks really clean. It does, but Ace? Yes. I was like, do you guys have clippers? Like, oh my god. Are we allowed to curse on here? Yes. What in the actual fuck? What the frick? <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh. And Rite Aid charges like forty bucks. I was like, why is no one going to Ace for this? Ace. Ace. The wow. hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. I yeah. I that's just 
unexpected. Like, I, I, I feel like I'm going to think about that for the rest of the day. Yes. And just be like, okay, well, it looks like we're going to have to go to Ace to get yeah, our haircut. They're, they're the... Um, like Conair clippers or Conair. something. Conair. They're yeah. not bad. They're not bad quality. They're really nice. No, they're not. I yeah. use Conair. Yeah. For my uh blow dryer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I had the Kardashian one Ooh. at first. Yeah, I know. Um my husband bought it for me when I was eighteen. I was really obsessed wait, with it. Wait, 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 how long have you been with your husband? So uh, we've been together for six years. Okay. Six years. And tomorrow's our one year wedding anniversary. Okay. So yeah, I met him when I was still a junior in high school. Wow. Where'd you go to high school? Evergreen. And that's in Kent? Or uh, that's in White Center. White Center. Yeah. I've heard of Evergreen College, but not Evergreen. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't really know much about White Center. Right. So, I, I, like, um, I like South Center. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like South Center, too. <laughs> I, only because I bumped into a celebrity one time. That's awesome. Who was it? So, uh, it's from a while ago, but uh, her name is Haven, hey, and man. she was a part of this um, this group called uh, the Irium Sisters. That's what it's called. They were on America's Got Talent okay. a while ago, but she she still lives in Renton. Okay. Um, don't ask me how I know that. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I bumped into her at South Center. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to come here more often. Yeah. There's people like you around. Yeah. I love I love her voice. That's why I'm obsessed with it. Who's this? Um, what was that game show? It's um, it's Jeopardy or something. Some guy from Seattle just, it was either Price is Right or Jeopardy just won the game show really? in Seattle. And it was like on the news like two weeks ago. People will start to notice too. I get obsessed with, like when I say something's, like happened previously, I start to notice. I say two weeks ago or three weeks ago. That's the main thing I say. <laughs> yeah, because I lose time. I lose concept of time lately. But I, it was it was recent. So I think two weeks. I think two to three weeks seems recent enough, but also long enough that yeah. like it fits. <laughs> I let me tell you something. I don't watch the news. Uh. Yeah, so I'm very outdated right now. Uh, I don't watch the news. I've never seen The Prices Right. Never mm, in my life. Me either. I just, I just, just came up in my feed because Seattle. Oh yeah. To, but um, I watch the news lately in Seattle because it's pretty funny sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Do you know the um? Do you know our superhero uh, Phoenix Jones? Have you heard of him? No. Oh, well, it's it's he's supposedly like um the Seattle superhero. Like huh. he started in like 2012 or something, and like he got on the news because he was like pepper spraying and tasing people. What? <laughs> so like. And you're not really supposed to be a vigilante anywhere. So, like, he made the news because of that. And, like, they had this whole, like, superhero justice league in Seattle. You didn't hear about that? Stop. But basically, um, a month ago, he, he got charged with, like, <gasps> distributing, like, cocaine and molly and ecstasy and stuff. Oh, my God. So I thought it was the funniest thing ever. So I, like, took time out of my day to email him. Like, before <sighs> you go to jail, can I get an email? I mean, can I get an interview with you? But he never Stop. responded. I think he might have been in jail by then, so. Oh my gosh! No, thought, uh, I've never heard of that. I think that's the most ironic thing to be a Seattle superhero and right. be selling drugs to people. I'm like, how does that work? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> that is, I've never heard of that. So that's just like yeah, Seattle news is so funny sometimes. But no, yeah. Oh my! I like watching uh, those like news fail compilations. Yeah, it's like my thing. But, but also, Seattle is really picky about what they choose, which is kind of weird. Yeah, really picky. Yeah. When I when I watched the news back then, I kind of, and it's it's also, I mean, 
you know, like I said, I haven't seen it that much recently, but I've heard that it's getting more kind of, it's just sad most of the time too. Like, it's like, we don't really focus on a lot of positive things no more. We're always reporting on like stuff that's like just, just negative. Because that's what gets the most clicks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And like little naive me fell for that when I was younger. On Craigslist. I fell for that. Yeah. I felt it. Not once, two. But that wasn't what at the end of the day, isn't that like a good resume builder saying that you've been on two <laughs> record labels? <laughs> two failed ones. <laughs> <laughs> two and you know what? Two of them, two of those companies, they both fell under. Dang. Like to Australia or No, like <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Like honestly, I um I just I just feel like when when Emmanuel was here. When you did yeah, that interview yeah, with him, when he said about shortcuts, yeah, that was me. When I heard that, I was just like, that is so true because I was one of those artists who fell for every single scam you could think of. Damn. Every single one. My aunt used to take me to different places around Seattle that were so sketchy. And like, I at one point, I did like a movie, <gasps> but it never came out. And my money was gone. It was really weird. Yeah. So... <laughs> There's that, um, and uh, but yeah, th- I I fell for everything, mm. and um, I I'm really I know this sounds kind of odd, but I'm actually grateful right. for that. Um, I didn't believe people when they told me that something better was coming along. I never believed in that. So you're like, you were like fast. You're like you like wanted things right away. Yeah. In a way. I wanted things right away, and I think it's because of the my life at home. Mm. I think that's why. So you wanted to help really fast, but like you weren't like reading between the lines in a sense. Like yeah, my like, family wasn't doing well, so maybe if I get this quick cash, it might help. Right, exactly, okay. exactly, and that's how I've always felt because that's all I know. Mm. Like that's pretty much that pretty much sums up my life. Like my parents, um, you know, my mom, she when growing up, she couldn't really speak or read or write English, mm. so she like leaned on my sisters and I a lot. And so it was uh, really frustrating, I think, for all of us because that aspect of having to grow up faster and not being able to actually be a kid. Mm. And um, I think that even though we were in the same household, we all have different experiences. But like, I don't don't ever want to go back to like that feeling of being on Section 8 living with my mom and like really trying to navigate the world around us, just us two. Cause when my sisters left, I cried so much. I'm a sensitive person, but like oh. I, I cried a lot because I just felt like I can't, I can't like help my mom, mm. you know, because I mean, they both moved out when I think when I was like 13. Dang. So like I was already learning how to pay rent. I was already learning how to read bills and do all of these things. And I started looking for work when i was 14 and so like on the side looking for like different ways to do music i was also trying to find little like internships mm. to like <clears throat> make money and stuff like that and it just th- for some reason like if i could give you like some kind of like i don't know camcorder that like shows you like my past like it's always been like failure after failure after failure after and not just like with music like just like in trying different things, like trying to become like a better person, something as simple as that, or trying to open a shampoo bottle or something like mm. it's just like I failed a lot, a lot. And um 
that's just that's just something that when I do interviews, usually I don't get to talk about that stuff. I only talk about like the good parts. So um, it's just uh, it's it's really kind of weird to even hear me saying that like I failed like mm. so many times. But it's it's a cliche thing, but it's it's true. Well, the goal of my podcast is for people to like understand lessons from other artists. Yeah, and not just learn lessons, but connect with them right. and help artists in any ways they can, how I can, right? Stuff like that, because everyone's coming up together right now in Seattle. Yeah, even the transplants, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's really important. It is. It's super important, and I I thank you for that. Yes, because so yeah. how's music right now for you then? Well, it's kind of all over the place, if I'm being honest. Um, so I have the EP coming out. Um, it's supposed to be coming in springtime. So it's very, very soon. Uh, but I keep changing my mind mm-hmm. about the track list. Um, so I originally finished it in November. And I was like, okay, it's done. And so I had somebody start working on the cover art for me, and the cover art is done. But, like, there's a couple of songs on there where I'm just like, I don't know if this really is the right time. Like, I think all of the records I've done for the EP are great. I'm just trying to choose ones where I feel like if I look back, I could be proud. Like, this is the first body of work where I'm like, I can sing this for years and years to come, and it will always be relevant. Um. And uh, Chris and I, who did the single games, I don't know if you heard that one. Maybe. Um, I'm, so, bad at, I'm bad at um, album title cover, like <laughs> titles of songs, but I listen to songs. Yeah, so. that's okay. Uh, the, the last single I released was with uh, Chris River and Parts, and they're basically a production um, trio in Italy. Okay. Um, and so that came out in December, and we did another song that's finished. Um, and so we're, <clears throat> oh my gosh, my voice. <clears throat> and we're, we're dropping it pretty soon like um it's it's a kind of a hectic schedule because i'm dropping a lot of music i think i'm dropping like eight songs within Mm. the course of the next three months um but it's a other than that i'm kind of just recording solo material because i've been so focused on collaborations for the past two years Mm. everything i've put out i think in the past two years has been collabs um and so on new year's i dropped uh like I think three songs um, that were, I considered them like didn't make the cut. Right. Um, and I didn't want them to just be sitting on my computer. So mm-hmm. I was just like, well, maybe somebody will like it. And it turns out that I was contacted um, by somebody from Night Vision. Off Craigslist. <laughs> right i'm surprised you know like maybe maybe they are from craigslist but i don't i don't think they are i always look for the email yeah if it says like whatever at gmail.com like no or it's a um like prince from india or something like right that. those you always respond to those ones <laughs> <laughs> no but i uh so games the song games mm-hmm. uh i didn't think it would be as big as it did mm-hmm. um so it averages like six thousand plays a day. Yeah, I saw that. You're one of the few artists that like, who actually when they post, oh, here's my Spotify thing for the year, it actually like makes sense and it's good. Right. You know, a lot of artists like, I think it's, I think it's cool that you're posting it, but like, <laughs> like 2020 is going to be a big year, and they have like a hundred plays for a song. <laughs> <I know. laughs> keep ah. trying, you know, keep keep pushing, because I was there, I was there. Yeah. And it's just you know sometimes you just meet the right people at the right time, and but it it, it ended up going. I mean, even the producers didn't mm-hmm. think it would be as big as it 
right. you know, is becoming. So like it, it came out and, uh, you know, I saw like a thousand plays and I'm like, well, that's that's pretty, you know. I don't I don't expect much. And then I, you know, a week later, we're at 50,000. I'm like, "What?" Yeah. And then a month later, we're at 150,000. I'm like, "Oh, okay." So it's getting somewhere, right? Yeah. And then the next thing you know, DJs from Italy are tagging me and yes. they're playing my song on the radio. And then they ended up playing my song um live on TV for um it's like the equivalent of the Super Bowl here. Okay. But they have like a, you know, in Europe, their football soccer. Yeah. So like they have like this championship thing that's going on. And they played my song when it was, I think, um, a soccer game that's uh, Milan versus Barcelona, I think. Ooh. Yeah. So like the DJ played it and um, they kept it on regular rotation. Ooh. Yeah. So it gained a lot of positive responses. And like random people were trying to figure out who sang it. Yeah. So like they would tag the radio station and then the radio station tagged me and eventually I started getting all of these people DMing me like like this one guy DMed me a video of my song playing on the radio and he was like on his commute to work and mm-hmm. he was just like you are like fantastic yeah. like you are nothing like what I've seen here mm-hmm. um, and he's just like you know I really look forward to everything that you do and so because of that and like some other stuff like rehab and like nikki romero like they added it to their favorites playlist yes. and that was such a oh my gosh because i yeah. listened to them rehab's huge rehab is so oh huge are you gosh. kidding so like when he added it to his playlist i was like oh my gosh like this is real yes. like it's not in my dreams and then you wake up yeah <laughs> and it's like what the hell is happening so like that's when i started to believe in myself because even before the song came out i was like this song like I feel like at that time, I was just doing mediocre music. Right. You know, I was just like, I'm just doing music just to do music because I, you know, I've been doing music for 11 years. Um, and so up until Games was released, I just felt like I was just strolling along. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm doing collaborations, but I don't know exactly what I'm doing because I'm just so used to having somebody there. Like, I'm just so used to having like a manager to be like, okay, this is what you're doing. And right. this is this is like where we're going. Da, da, da. So when I lost that and I had to navigate it myself and I, I did everything myself. So like when I was 16 and I like headlined the Capitol Hill Pride Festival. Ooh. Yeah. And also Tacoma Pride. And um, I mean, there was the Capitol Hill Pride was um, I was headlining with Mary Lambert. She's a singer on Same Love with Macklemore. OK, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so like she came up to me, we did one show before that and she came up to me and she was just like, you are amazing. And then she messaged me on Facebook that same night and said that she downloaded, um, like at that time I put like, I think a mixtape out and she downloaded it and she was like, you're going to get somewhere. And she's like, I'm calling it now. And, um, but even then, like at that time I had just been dropped. Mm. from my label i think it was like six months after so like anything anybody said to me positive about my music all on or, you. yeah so like i just um i didn't believe it so like when games finally came out you know it only took like nine years um <laughs> <laughs> when it came out i just um my passion came back yeah. from when i was 16 because i just had so much like drive at that time and it's coming back to me yes so I'm really excited. But if you're getting like all this like success and stuff, yeah. why did you delete your Instagram and remake it? That's something I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, a lot of my followers are international. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, Instagram, they were cracking down on like bot accounts, uh. like spam accounts. So like a lot of the people who were following me were actually spam. Uh. So therefore, they pretty much knocked down who saw my post. And so my engagement rate went went like mm. down like crazy. And the thing is, is that like I've never paid a service or anything like that because I've heard that there's people who pay for followers yeah. and do that stuff. So I've never done that. Mm-hmm. So like when it happened to me, I guess I was just really confused on how that happened yeah. because I'm just like, well, shouldn't it be organic? Right. If everything, if people are hearing about my music through like whatever streaming platform or whatever, you would think that it's organic, but mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't know. Like, right. I don't know where they came from, but it does make me like, it, it makes sense to me. Cause when I went through my followers, I was just like, yeah, like these people aren't even, they're not even people. Like right. they're, just they're just inactive they're just like they're robots they're there yeah so i had to make a new one that and i was just like i was not satisfied with a lot of my posts too and i kind of wanted a fresh start i deleted everything yeah like i did i remade my twitter just like two years ago uh i deleted my facebook page and made a new one like three months ago Mm. i deleted my personal facebook which a lot of people were upset about that because Mm. a lot of my family they like extended family they don't use instagram or Twitter, uh-huh. so they're like, "How am I going to get in contact with you?" And I'm like, "You have my number." Yeah, what the hell? Just call me. Uh-huh. And they're like, "Well, I want to see how your music is doing." Well, then I'm just like, "You need to follow me right. on social media." Not that I've been telling you that for like the past how many years have you known me? <laughs> You're not following me on Twitter or Instagram. I'm like, where have you been? Yeah, I just started. I had Snapchat since I was like, I don't know, 13 or something. What? But I just created um, Instagram last year. I just got. Twitter and this this one's actually real. This one's actually real. I just got Twitter and Facebook two weeks ago for real. Not like I'm not yes. exaggerating about that. And I got the Twitter and Facebook just because I rebranded. And then yeah, uh, yeah. But I think what? I think I don't know. I don't know if I like Facebook or Twitter. They're just I feel like they're more complicated than Instagram. Instagram's just so easy. And the information yeah. that is kind of shared across Facebook too, which is another part of the reason why I deleted it. Cause I'm just like, I don't want anybody to really know anything personal about me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to keep it about the music. Right. So what I, what I do like about Facebook and Twitter, you can connect it to your Instagram. Right. So basically I'm not going to ever actually be on Facebook or Twitter. You just yeah. like my posts from Instagram go straight to Twitter and Facebook. So that's, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. But. And I used to do that. I used to link the accounts, mm-hmm. but like I was getting tired of like, Instagram cutting down mm. like my caption and then putting the hashtags in there and then putting a link. It just uh, didn't look good to me. Yeah, yeah. So now I manually write everything and it's always different. Mm. So I, it, it's a lot of work. I wouldn't recommend it, but right. I do it anyway because I feel like I respect artists who are very personable mm-hmm. and they're very personal with what they say. So I just write everything mm-hmm. and, and just do it from the heart instead of reposting shit. Right. So. so performing at the Pride Festivals yeah. and openly talking about your husband, yeah. do you want to be an idol or an inspiration for like the LGBTQ community? Uh, I think I'm far from that, but I, I don't, I've never thought about that. Because hmm. um, I, a lot of the time when I grew up, people always advised, like people in the industry advised me to stay in the closet hmm. because you know record labels they're they're money hungry yeah so they want to see sales and they want to sell stories and they felt like the first two labels i signed with they felt like they couldn't sell my story 
Mm. And um, so I, I guess I never th really thought about that when people kept telling me that I just stopped telling people I'm a gay artist or something. I mean, there's publications out there that say queer artists and, da, 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 and it makes me cringe. I feel like queer is a weird word. I don't know why. It's an interesting word. That me. is a conversation to have another day. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. It, it's coming back. Yeah. You know, it's coming back. And there, there's a lot of old terms that were previously queer being one of them, you know, being used in a derogatory way. But mm -hmm. now even people in the community use it um, a lot. I mean, like the place that I work at, we use it very openly. Right. And it's like, but, you, you know, with everything that you say, it has to be intentional. Right. And I feel like nowadays it's not. A lot of people kind of just say whatever. Right. Especially with the N-word. The mm -hmm. N-word is passed around a lot. Like it's nothing. Right. And I just, I'm one of, I'm one of those people that are just like, you don't, you right. don't say that. Like, So from this like success that you are getting, are you able to make your living just fully off music? Or do you have like a other job you have to focus on right now too? Or, um, I'm hustling. Like I don't, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I work part-time but i thought about getting another job mm. because like i mean not rent is so expensive it if, is. if you're living in downtown seattle especially right and people people thought that oh games is doing so well you must be making great royalties yes yeah, if you saw my contract nope oh. no i'm actually not and so um i i work for a nonprofit um that focuses on like anti-racist work and like gentrification um, and I really like it because they give me flexibility a lot. So I'm able to do stuff like this during the day and they don't mind. They actually encourage it. Right. Um, so I thought about getting, I mean, I, I have a side job right now. I'm doing some work for the census. Um, and then after that, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Mm. What are uh, your goals for 2020 besides putting out your EP? Goals? Um, I don't even know what my goals are right now. Oh, like, I think the only thing, because I'm so focused on just, like, what's happening in the moment. So I think, like, the EP is that. It, but ult ultimately, I think um, a, a really big one, it, it's more of a personal thing, but, like, being able to get to that point where I can just do music, mm -hmm. like, and just make money off of that. Right. So... That's, I think that's the biggest one. So, I mean, I've been doing it for 11 years and I feel like I have enough connections to be able to do that. Right. But I guess learning how to adapt to that is kind of difficult. It's funny though, when you say 11 years, most people think, oh, he's probably in his 30s or something, but you're only like no. 20. 20, yeah. yeah it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's like, um, you know JoJo, right? Get up. And the Sunshine right sun, Band? No, <laughs> Jojo the singer, she was like the youngest person to have a number one hit. She sang, leave, get out right now, it's the end of you and me. No. No? Too little, too late, that song? It's just a little too late, little too wrong, and I can't wait. That song? Uh, uh, no? Oh, man. No? Okay, well. Probably shouldn't cover that song. <laughs> I know. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I don't know. Um, Maybe if I like hear the tune and stuff. Well, she. I don't know. Um, I look up to her a lot because right. um, I, I watch a lot of her interviews mm. because um, the things that the struggles that she talks about is very, very similar. And she started music when she was very, very young, mm. like myself. And like she's like the person I look up to um, musically. Um, she does a lot of she's one of those singers who could do all those crazy ad libs and runs. And I 
think um, that's another goal, actually. Now that you mentioned goals, my goal is to learn how to do crazy melismas and runs. Yes. You know, <laughs> I, to build vocal agility. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, with R&B, I want to be able to show off. Yes. Do all crazy oohs and ahs. Yes. I'm not there yet, though. <laughs> you'll get there. You'll get there. I'll get there. What is some advice that you have for up-and-coming Seattle artists, creators, influencers, people in the LGBTQ plus community? My advice is to stay focused. Um, I know a lot of people say that, but I think um, if you're kind of like me and you're kind of gullible, sometimes you get sidetracked by people who make false promises Mm. a lot. So I think the most important thing is to stop paying attention to what other people are doing because I feel like that also stops you. Because when you look at what other people are doing, you're you're kind of sizing people up and thinking of competition. So I feel like as long as you are, you know, you kind of have your own thing going on and you're only focused on that, you should be fine. Um, And um, I also encourage you to be who you are. Like, don't let people oppress that. Because, I mean, it people did that to me and it kind of made me a very... Sad guy. Yeah. I used to be so full of life and energy and, like, the the business is definitely not made for sensitive people. Man. So, yeah. and the, the LGBTQ community especially, like we have to really stand our ground and like pull up a chair because a lot of the times our voices aren't heard. Right. I wish there was an easier way to say that. So tongue-tying LGBTQ. Yeah. Because I, f- I feel like it should be like a word almost, but then words like too, like, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's where the, the word queer, I think that's why that's coming back. Hmm. The, the queer or like gender non-binary. But that means you're like not a gender. Yeah. But that's not but that's it's like, different. It's know. like I don't know, but like people kind of it's it's a very open thing. And I've also heard and these are terms that I've never heard of too. Like so when I heard gender fluid for the first time, I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah, some people some some things are just too much, I feel like. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and people would look at me and be like, You don't know that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm I'm but those sorry. are the woke those are the woke people. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not all things gay. You yeah. know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm, so Yeah. I'm not the gay dictionary. I'm sorry. Yeah, see, is there a gay dictionary? <laughs> there needs to be one. There needs to be. Maybe maybe I can get some folks together and we could write it. I'm telling you, they, they'll make that like a thousand pages too. So you'll be like, what? Oh, <laughs> my God. They'll start combining words too. So there's like... <laughs> and we're going to have to add all the time. Oh, my gosh. All, almost every single day. <laughs> uh, dang. Yeah. Well, what is the easiest way to reach you? The easiest way to reach me? On Instagram... Sari Music, S-A-R-E-Y, the word music, all yes. one. DM me. Yes. Tell me a joke. Yeah. Give me feedback. Email you. Tell me you love me. Yeah, oh, just kidding. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah me email love. me. Yes. I have a little email button on my profile. Yeah, so. I like those. I do that too. Yeah. So, so That's how you know people are more reachable when they have that thing. Yeah. Some artists don't have that. I'm like, oh, maybe. That bothers do. me. Yeah. That bothers me a lot. So some people think I'm being like more um, business-like when I email people. Yeah. But I'm like, well, your email's just right there. So I think it's going to be easier for a manager to see that versus if I just DM someone. Right. So I guess it's me trying to be more business-like, but at the same time, it's kind of easier. And it's more professional. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, if you get like DMs from like different companies, you kind of have to be skeptical of that. Yo, bro. Yeah. Hop on a song with me. (laughs) You'd be surprised. Like that happens all the time. Yeah. All the freaking time. So I, I'm not sure if previous artists, previous artists here have said that when you've interviewed them, but like, 
it's it's really true mm. like people really think like uh, people try to get to me people try to holla at me to holla at the people i know yeah that's stupid i, I see that that's yeah stupid. and so there's so many people who are trying to get in contact with the producer who produced games mm. and i'm just like it doesn't work like that right you know it's actually kind of disrespectful yeah it is. you know like can you talk can you at least say hi to mm-hmm. me you know like, say hi first hi and then ask I'm <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing how's your life something well anyways this is what i'm actually talking to you about right <laughs> like okay i see you right <laughs> i see you you only want one thing okay well what are some final words that you have for seattle i love you seattle like my t-shirt yeah he's got an i love you seattle shirt instead yeah. of like an i love you new york shirt it's literally seattle i love seattle because i do everyone yes. here is fantastic keep doing your thing keep hustling yes <laughs> well this is the net welp i'm gonna see welp <laughs> well this is the nas podcast with sari savi there we go <laughs>